It's 4 o'clock and time for the Calvary Live Show, taking your calls and questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus. The number to call is 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And a warm welcome to all those tuned into this hour of Calvary Live. I am your host for today's show, Pastor Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley. I have the privilege of being with you on Tuesday afternoons and so glad to be with you as we uh, get to take calls. Uh, I do here in studio, ready to take your calls and questions about the Bible and Christian living or prayer requests. As you just heard, uh, the number to call is 303-690-3000 for you to be live on the air. I'd love to talk to you about the things of the Lord. Maybe uh, your reading of the Scriptures uh, have brought up questions, or maybe you want some uh, clarification on uh, some of the verses in the Bible. Uh, maybe you just uh, are uh, wondering about how do I respond to certain things around me as a Christian. I want to be able to bless you and encourage you in any way that I can. And that is the whole purpose of the program, to minister the truth of God's Word, to be able to minister to you the things of the Lord, uh, to take prayer requests. I know those of you who are listening um, that uh, you um, are... Um, ones that, you know, you need prayer. We all need prayer. So uh, anyway, uh, just love to be able to pray with you and minister to you in that way. 303-690-3000. We have open lines. Grab one of those open lines, and let's talk about Jesus. Let's talk about the truth of God's Word. There's a means for you to be able to text a question in, and that text number is 720-336-0897. Matter of fact, I'm going to start out the show with a text question. I don't always get to those text questions, but this one really kind of struck me uh, because uh, it goes along with uh, those of you who are listening on Grace FM uh, right before we went on the air here, uh, our program, Under the Fig Tree, that we were talking about this very thing. But this question came in just now that is it important for us as Christians to belong to a church? My husband and kids don't want to go and stay home on Sundays. Is there any advice? And and I want to start out the show in that because there is advice, there is commandments given to us um, that uh, we can uh, be uh, encouraged in and instructed in, and that is in Hebrews chapter 25, or actually chapter 10, verse 25, excuse me, uh, that we are told not forsaken the assembly of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another as so much more you see the day approaching. And in the verse before that, uh, here is the author of Hebrews saying, let us con- uh, consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. And I think there's tremendous blessing and benefit that we have in being in fellowship with one another. And that's why the writer of Hebrews, the scriptures tell us that it's important for us to be in fellowship in a church, small group, a home church, wherever you're comfortable, wherever the Lord leads you, and to be with other brothers and sisters. And one of the benefits is you're able to stir up love and good works. Uh, There's benefits of being edified and encouraged. There's benefits of... um, just being able to use your gifts because God wants to use you. He wants to bless you, 
and uh, in so many ways, and uh, and that happens as believers. And so don't miss out on the opportunity to be in church, to be in fellowship. That's my prayer for all of you that are listening, that you find a good church that you can belong to, a group of believers that you can belong to, and not to be isolated, because um, that is one way that the enemy can really discourage us and get at us is through that isolation. And so we want to be with other believers um, in the commandment is giving, not to forsake the assembly of ourselves together, as is the matter of some, but exhorting one another as so much the more as you see the day approaching. You know, the Lord's coming back, and we need to be strong. We need to stay close to one another. We need to uh, be in fellowship with one another uh, in the unity of Christ and just um, continue to do that because um, that's the way the Lord set it up. That's the way he set up his church uh, for those blessings and for us. Um, and he, of course, is the very uh, cornerstone of the church. And so that's my prayer for all of you that are here. Well, I want to welcome all the Grace FM listeners that are all along the front range. And uh, we want to welcome you and as well as the Hope FM radio network on the East Coast. You can call it this number, too, at 303-690-3000. And the online listeners, I don't want to forget about you. I know that there's online listeners listening to Calvary Live. Matter of fact, on Sunday, somebody was visiting from South Dakota, and they were saying how they listened to Calvary Live. And uh, so I invite you to call at 303-690-3000. Again, those text questions, uh, as we just covered one, uh, come in, and uh, you can do that at 720-336-0897. So let's go to our phone lines. Let's go to Susan and Parker. Hi. Susan, you're on Calvary yes, Live. I'm, I'm here. How um, are you? So I have a question for you. Um, love the show, by the way. Um, Good. I was reading in uh, Genesis the other morning, and I was kind of stuck on the story of Noah which I've, you know, read a hundred times. That's probably an exaggeration. But I found something in there that I hadn't seen before, and that was after they had reached shore again, Noah had planted a vineyard, and he drank of the wine and became drunk. And um, his middle son, which I believe is Ham, uh, saw him naked after he'd passed out in the tent, and... Then the other two brothers came in, and they came in backwards, and they covered their father. But when their father found out, when Noah found out, he cursed Ham, and he became the father of Canaan. And I'm completely befuddled by that whole thing. <laughs> yeah, and and let me read it for the sake. I believe you're speaking from Genesis chapter 9 for the sake of our listeners that so when Noah awoke from his wine and knew that his younger son had done to him, then he said, Cursed be Canaan, a servant of servants, he shall be to his brethren. And he said, Blessed be the Lord, the God of Shem, and, and may Canaan be his servant. May God enlarge Jephpath, and, and may he dwell in the tents of Shem, and may Canaan be his servant. So he puts this curse. He seems to indicate Canaan. And, of course, it was the Canaanites later on that ended up being driven out of the promised land. Um, so, in a way, I think that uh, Noah is is prophesying what's going to happen, uh, that they end up being servants to uh, those who went through the line of, um, you know, his other sons that ended up, you know, through the line of, 
of God's people and stuff. So that's the way I look at it. Um, oh, so you that know, didn't even I think. To me. Yeah, and uh, the Canaanite tribes that were in there, um, and I don't. I got to be honest. I don't perhaps understand it fully, but um, you know, perhaps Canaan would. Kind of interesting that you know, just a few hundred years and a few pages before, um, here's God saying to Adam and Eve, "Why are you covered?" Uh, uh-huh. Because they they were naked and they were you know fine in their nakedness until something else, and right. then. And then this happens, and he curses them. It's just kind of, it's, you know, well, one thing and then the other. And I was trying to, to put yeah. it into some sort of cultural uh, bubble or, you know, something, something, and not thinking that it could be prophecy. Right, really and I think that, I think that, um, that really it was more of a prophecy to, um, that was given here. Uh, that, um, you know, God tells what's going to happen to the descendants of Ham um, and, you know, Canaan and the Canaanites that uh, would come along a little little bit later on. But what he did was it was more than he went in and saw his father naked and came out. Um, There was probably mocking that was going on. Uh, There was probably, did you see Dad in, you know, in wanting to um, expose it and mockery and all of that that took place. So that was part of that sin. It was more um, than just seeing them naked, like, oops. Um, But the other two sons showed respect in backing up and covering them up. So um, that's part of what was taking place. Now, in the, you know, before, of course, uh, the, the sin came into the world when Adam and Eve uh, were first created, and they were naked in the garden. Um, there, there was a purity of heart. There was, there was no sin. And then all of a sudden, when uh, the fall came, they noticed that they were naked, and they had to cover up. And it was just part of the fallen uh, nature in a fallen world that now we are a part of. So I think here in Genesis chapter nine, there was a mocking that was going on. There was, um, you know, a slander that was going on, and part of that and a disrespect, and the prophecy came out that, you know what, your descendants uh, are going to end up being servants. Um, And there was this curse, if you would, curse be Canaan, the servant of servants, he shall be to his brethren. That came. Hopefully that helps. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. You bet, Susan. Yeah, I didn't even, it didn't even dawn on me that it could be that. So thank you so much. You are welcome so much. Thanks for calling Calvary Live. Have a blessed week. You too, Susan. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So it's great to hear people from the Parker area, um, just a beautiful area, and, and um, thanks for calling in. Let's go to Kate in Colorado Springs. Hi, Kate. You're on Calvary Live. Hi there. Thank you for taking my call. Um, you are welcome. I have a struggle. I have smoked marijuana for many, many years, off and on. Uh, I can tell you how many times I've thrown it away, and um, I get mad at myself. I question myself. I said, Father, do I not love you enough? Um, I, it just, and I, I, I don't know. I just, I said, you know, I want to hate what you hate. And now the interesting thing is I am seeing 
for whatever this matters, mm-hmm. I I am seeing where, like now, if I smoke, it's like, oh, yeah, I just don't like that. Or I'll say, oh, I'm going to do that, and I'll get busy doing something else and forget about it. And then when I think about it, I'll go, oh, well, now it's too late. I don't want to do it. Now. You know, so I find that I'm that's happening because part of my problem, if you will, a long time ago, I said, you know what? I know I'm stubborn and rebellious and defiant, and I'm sorry, and I don't want to be like that. But I want to quit because I want to quit. I don't want to quit because I'm being forced to quit. I want to quit because I want to quit. Now, I'm sure that's my pride. I, I don't know. Anyway, I just wrestle with this. And I would hate to think that it's that it boils down to the fact that I don't love my Lord enough. Mm-hmm. But, but I don't yeah. know. Yeah, and so, I want to give you some verses, some things to think about. You know, when Paul was writing to the Ephesian uh, church, he starts out chapter 4 by saying that, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling which you were called. Matter of fact, um, on Saturday mornings here at Calvary Chapel Greeley, Pastor John and uh, some somebody else, Kyle Dufford, just a neat brother in the Lord, they're actually doing, we do these firm foundation classes to just help people grow in the Lord, uh, to get grounded in the Bible, uh, to, you know, just a further Bible study. And actually a lot of people come out, and they're doing this section of Ephesians to walk worthy of the call in which you were called. And part of that section is in chapter 5 that Paul writes and he says, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And this is the will of the Lord. Do not be drunk with wine, which is the dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. And so what we're to do is to be filled with the Spirit, not with wine, which is uh, dissipation or the fullness, indulgence, or whatever. And it's not just speaking mm-hmm. about wine. What is speaking about of anything that's going to alter, you know, your thinking and an ability to discern between what is good and what is bad, what is um, evil, you know, what is, um, you know, true, um, those kinds of things. And you see that happen Mm -hmm. even in the Old Testament illustration in Leviticus chapter 10, when Aaron, the high priest, his two sons, they lit their censers, they ran into the Holy of Holies, and they ended up being consumed with fire. And the Lord comes to Aaron at that time and says, Aaron, when you go into the Holy of Holies, make sure that you're not intoxicated with wine. In other words, make sure that you're not under that influence uh, because you won't be able to discern that which is good from that which is evil, that which is true, um, which is untrue, that which is you know, mm-hmm. clean and unclean. Yes. Here's the thing, Kate. You want to make sure that you're not putting yourself under that, which is going to influence your mind, but be filled with the Spirit. And in any time that we fill ourselves with wine, drunkenness, or with drugs or anything like that, um, it's not where the Lord wants us to be. And so it can be a struggle with people. I understand that. Um, but it's something that the Lord desires to free you from and okay, for you amen. yeah, to be wise in the day in which we're living in and yes. um, to be f- filled with the Spirit. And that's what we're yes. going to pray for you, that yes. you do that. 
So yes, yes, I believe uh, and, that, and I believe that, and that's where I just then I just beat myself up. I said, "Well, then you just must not love the Lord, you know." And I, it's just a vicious cycle. But yes, thank you. Let's pray. Yeah, and uh, you know, you can still struggle with it and still love the Lord. But Father, I do pray for my sister Kate. Just yes. pray that you would help her to be free from just the desire yeah. to want to be under the influence of marijuana or any yeah. drug. And Lord, I just pray that uh, she'd lose that desire. But yeah. Lord, she knows what the will is from you, and that is for her to be filled with the Spirit, not to be, yeah. have her mind altered by anything else, that yeah. she can discern oh. between what is true and untrue, what is yeah. clean, what is unclean. Uh, what is good and what is evil. And Lord, to be wise in the day in which we're living in. And also, not only do I pray for Kate, but anybody else who may be struggling with these things, um, with any kind of addiction, um, Lord, that you um, will, I pray, give them the freedom because in you is true freedom and Lord is healing and restoring and strength. And I pray that you give that to everyone right now that's listening that perhaps is struggling mm-hmm. with a similar issue or some kind of addiction. It may not even have to do with wine or with um, drugs. Maybe it has to do with pornography, um, something like that, because there's all those things around us that come in and affect our minds and poison our minds and affects our walk with you. So, Lord, bring that freedom. Yes. Bring yes. the strength yes. that people need right now what to be free from those things. Yes. And, and we just pray yes. this in Jesus' name. Amen. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Pastor. Right. Thank you. God bless you. You bet, Kate. I'm, hey, I'm losing go ahead. you. Thank you. Thank you. You bet. You bet, Kate. Thanks for calling in to Calvary Live. Thank you, sir. God bless. You bet. You have a blessed evening, too. You are listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Jeff Figs, and you can give me a call. We have open lines. How this works is when somebody hangs up, uh, you are able to call in and grab one of those lines Love conversing with you, praying with you, and uh, talking about the things of the Lord, 303-690-3000. That number also is true for you out on the East Coast, listening in on Hope FM Radio Network in Maryland, Pennsylvania, and New Jersey. Even though it's a week delayed, uh, you can get on uh, the air and ask those questions, and we love hearing from you out there on the East Coast. But let's go ahead, go to Dan and Frederick. Dan? Yes. You're on Calvary Live. Hi. How you doing, Pastor? Thank you for taking my call. You bet. How are you today? I'm, I'm very blessed. And yourself? I'm good. I get the privilege to just talk with people and talk about the things of the Lord, and I love doing yes. that on Tuesday. Yes, thank you. Um, yes, I have a prayer request. Um Last Sunday, um, our pastor from uh, Calvary Church of Bertha, um, Pastor Jim, uh, did his last service last Sunday. And we wish him well. We know that God's got a calling for him and his wife down in Colorado Springs. But my prayer is that um, that the elders do find a, a pastor that loves the Lord and has a passion for the Lord and I wish, um, I wish Paul. Back, Paul was. We want a pastor like Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Paul the nice, apostle. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine listening to one of his teachings? It had to have been incredible. 
I can't wait to get to heaven and meet him. Yeah. Well, then we get to listen to Jesus. So yeah, that's even yeah. better. So, Amen. You know, um, Dan, we're going to be um, praying for Calvary Birthed. Uh, I've known Jim and Chris for 25 years. Yes. And um, tremendous blessing to me. Actually, he was a part of this ministry when we first started. He was my worship leader for 14 years. And yeah. um, he worked full-time. He came here. Um, he was faithful to that ministry. Uh, he was an elder. Uh, eventually, I brought him on staff as an assistant pastor. Uh, and then he felt the call to start Birthed about four years ago, I believe. And uh, yeah. we've always prayed for you guys and appreciate Jim and Chris. I know that God's moved them down to Colorado Springs with their job situation. But, you know, um, we're going to pray, Dan, and know that God's going to take care of you guys. And yeah. uh, in the meantime, as Pastor Glenn is is um, teaching, uh, you guys are going to be taken care of, and we're going to be praying for you. And um, and God's not done. And uh, so be encouraged and be mm-hmm. blessed in what God is doing there in uh, and Bertha, and he's faithful, and um, he's going to be faithful. You're going to see him working. The best is yet to come. Always remember that, mm-hmm. all right? Praise God, praise God. Okay, Thank Father, you. I do pray. We pray for Calvary Bertha. Is, uh, first of all, we pray for Jim and Chris. I thank you for their service here in northern Colorado for over 20 years, and I thank you for their friendship and what they mean to me and to us here at Calvary Greeley. And, Lord, as they have moved uh, to Colorado Springs in a different direction, uh, Lord, that you would uh, bring um, just um, uh, whoever to birth it, be with Pastor Glenn as he's uh, filling in. And if it's him, you know, the pastor or whoever, um, Lord, that uh, the people there would come together, be in prayer, know that you care for them, uh, that a church has been birthed, and um, that you're want to use them in a powerful way in the birth of community. So we just commit all this to you, for you to work, um, for you to provide in every way. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. And we here in Greeley are going to continue to pray for you guys, all right? Okay, thank you. God bless you. You bet. Thank you. you bet. All right. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. Love to be able to talk to you uh, about the things that the Lord pray with you and uh, encourage you in any way that I can. Uh, let's go to Christopher in Aurora. Christopher, you're Hi, on top of your life. I'm good. How are you? I wish I could be. I wish I could say that I'm doing well, but uh, there, I've been kind of struggling a lot lately. I'm, I feel like I've. Um, I get a lot of I'm, there's a lot of confusion in my life right now, mm-hmm. and um, part of it has to do with that I have a son that I'm addicted to, <laughs> and um, I, I want to see him as much as I can. Um, when when I I don't know how to explain it because it doesn't make sense to me, but uh, when when I got injured and it's a temporarily it's a temporary disability that I have and when I stopped giving her much, as much as I was paying her for you know to help out with, with our son in, in Phoenix um, and I became that and I became disability disability 
with my disability. It's only temporary. Yeah. And so she mm-hmm. she felt the need that instead of make, you know instead of understanding that that she felt that it would be necessary for her to take me to court for child support, which I don't mind, you know, and I didn't really I didn't really mind about that because I've I'm doing the best I can. So I don't know what else okay. she could ask for me to, to do. But uh, but then they came up with this number that I, that, is, that is completely unattainable for me. And okay. so every month I'm still making what payments I can, but it's still not the nearly $400 that they're, they're asking me to pay. Because okay. I get um, some, some assistance, some financial assistance to get me to the doctor's uh, and pay the copays and the medications and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. and uh, that's only a very little amount. But uh, so I, I only pay what I can, whatever's left I give to the child support thing. Well, recently I got and and, and thank be to God that I, I got more time with my my child. I got forty, what turns out to be about close to forty percent custody with my child. Right. So I, it gives me more time to pour into my son and and and. and that's what I really wanted to do. That, that's the whole purpose of this. But uh, she seems to be making it more and more difficult for me um, by putting in like enforcements that because I'm not paying as much as I, I you know, as uh, okay. what I'm supposed to be paying. So, and the last time we went to talk to the judge, the judge didn't even con- consider the fact that I had I right. used to have 1.2 percent because there was nothing. Right. In- in place, but now well, Chris, it's at forty percent. So, yeah. Christopher, this is this is what yeah. we're going to do because it can be difficult, and you're you're you know dealing with a lot of legal issues and stuff. But uh-huh. r- right now, you know what I was thinking is um, to pray with you, and you know as you were talking, the verse that came to me, uh, a couple verses. Number one was the Lord says, "Be still and know that I am God. Know that He can work in your situation." Um, Divorce, unfortunately, can be very messy and can be very difficult, and you're dealing with the ramifications of that. But to go to the Lord and say, Lord, I need to just be still, know that you're you're God. You want to spend time with your son. Any father uh, wants to do that. But also, is this, you know, really is confusing and it's taxing to you? Um, I was just reading these verses right before we came on the air, that uh, Jesus says, Come to me, all of you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart. You'll find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And I'm sure, Christopher, you know that verse. And here's the thing. It's one thing to trust in the Lord, but then the rest in him. And just the rest that God's going to work, that you're going to be able to continue that relationship with your son and to get some clarity and understanding and resolve in the legal issues and stuff that it works and that's what we're going to pray for so father i just pray for i, just, for Chris- I feel like i'm over my head in in, yeah. in what i'm capable of doing so i mean yeah that's exactly it's yeah hard to find the help you know it is and that's why he says come to me all of you labor and are heavy laden this is like a big weight on you right now and and you you know, can cast your cares, uh, cast your cares upon him because he cares for you, and that's what you do right now. You're in that place of Lord. I don't know what to do. I'm confused. I'm hurting. It's a heavy laden um, with this, and um, I need you, and I need you t- to work and to show yourself strong in this situation. And that's what 
we're going to pray for. So, Father, I do pray for Christopher. I just pray that you'd help him as he's struggling with this. It's very difficult. Uh, it's it's a burden on his heart. Um, and I pray that you would work in this situation to where he could see his son, that he'd be able to, to um, th- th- all the legal things that he's dealing with, that, um, that you would bring and resolve to it. Uh, to where he can meet what he can, the expectation. He has disabilities. Lord, um, Lord, you know everything about Christopher right now, and you love him. Help him to rest in you, to look to you, and, and Lord, to trust in you. And, Lord, just provide in every way. And I pray that you'd minister to him and his ex-wife and, Lord, to his son, and just work in this family to bring healing, resolve, understanding, and clarity and provision in every way in Jesus' name. Hey, Christopher, we're going to continue to pray for you. We're going to return right after the break. Stay tuned to Calvary Live. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Call us with your questions about life the Bible, and living in Jesus right now at 303-690-3000. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. I am your host, Jeff Figgs of Calvary Chapel Greeley, and I'd love to just continue to talk with you and take calls. If you got questions about the Bible or if you need prayer, we've been praying for a number of people, and uh, so I'd love to minister to you in that way. Number to call is 303-690-3000. I believe we have an open line, so grab one of those open lines. we got plenty of time uh, to be able to talk with you, but we want to continue our conversations with those who are calling in. Let's go to um, Ben in Littleton. Ben? Hey, how you doing, Jeff? Good, good. Thanks for holding on. Yeah, no problem. So I just got a quick kind of an easy question. I'm driving, so I'm going to let you answer once I'm okay. done, okay? Um, and hang up. So my question is this. Uh, I got a friend that's Catholic and, and, uh, he told me the other day that, that, uh, the Catholic church doesn't believe that Israel or or the the Jewish people are the chosen people. So I'm just wondering, uh, if if you could kind of enlighten me on where that is in scripture here. And I'm going to go ahead and hang up so I can listen to your answer. Okay. <laughs> so you want me to find out where that is in scripture, where they're not God's chosen no. people. I won't be able to show you that they are God's chosen people. Um, and um, it's not only if, you know, as a Catholic, I, I don't know the official doctrine of the Catholic when it comes to Israel. Um, but um, I, I do know that it is also among uh, evangelical churches as well, um, in that thinking that God is through with um, uh, Israel, through with the Jews, um, that there's what is called replacement theology, and that replacement theology says that the promises of God uh, that he has given to Israel, that one one day he's going to restore Israel uh, and um, you know, that Jesus is going to reign from Jerusalem. All those promises are forfeited, and now the church is spiritual Israel. And so that is part of the replacement theology. So um, God is through with um, 
his people. The promises are forfeited. Um, I don't hold to that view at all. Um, I believe, you know, we started, um, you know, in the book of Isaiah, and, you know, Ben, one of the things starting out, and I'm getting a little bit of feedback. I don't know if um, on your end or on my end, but, Ben, one of the things is is that um, in it, even in chapter 2 of Isaiah, and I'm going to read it, it says, The word of Isaiah, the son of Amos, concerning Judah and Jerusalem, now it shall come to pass in the latter days. It talks about um, how the Lord is going to establish his house in Zion, in Jerusalem, about the millennium reign, talks about the day of the Lord, all those things. And that is all throughout Isaiah, through the books of the prophets. There are hundreds of verses. There are even whole chapters that talks about the future of Israel. And Paul, when he was writing to the Romans, he started out chapter 11 by saying, I say then, has God cast away his people? Certainly not. For I also am an Israelite of the seed of Abraham, the tribe of Benjamin. God has not cast away his people whom he foreknew. So God still has a plan for them. So I don't agree with replacement theology. I don't think it's biblical. I think you have to ignore, again, hundreds of verses of the Old Testament and some whole chapters. And to say that the church is spiritual Israel, I don't see that in the scriptures either. I really believe that God has a plan for the church, and he has a plan for Israel, and he's going to bring it to pass, just as he said in Isaiah chapter 2, when you start out the books of the prophets there in the Old Testament, it will come to pass. And um, and it's a unilateral uh, agreement that God made uh, to Abraham, that I'm going to bless those who bless you, and I'm going to curse those who curse you. Uh, he made that covenant with Abraham, and uh, it's a unilateral covenant. He said, I will bring it to pass. You see that all throughout the Old Testament. So God is not through with his people. And Paul even says in Romans chapter 11 um, that, that um, you know, in that day, uh, blindness has come to uh, God's people. And I want to read it to you. I need to turn there in my Bible. But uh, blindness has come in part. Uh, and um, he goes on and he says that uh, in Romans chapter 11, and he says, For I desire that you not be ignorant uh, of this mystery. And he goes on and he says, But in that day all of Israel shall be saved. Blindness has come until the fullness of the Gentiles has come, and then in that day um, they shall be saved. So uh, here's the thing. Um, we know that God still has a plan for them, uh, and he is going to fulfill that plan. And as he says, that blindness has come and happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentile has come in, uh, that there's going to be at that time where God is going to rapture the church out, and then the focus is going to be on Daniel's 70th week, Daniel chapter 9, that has not been fulfilled, the 70th week of Daniel, where the focus is going to be on Israel once again, and that as they go through the fires, they go through Jacob's trouble and great tribulation, that their eyes will be open at one point at the end of the tribulation period. They will uh, recognize that Jesus uh, is their Mashiach, and uh, in that day, Paul writes, they shall be saved. So God's going to bring... Um, to pass those promises that he made to them. And um, so we see a lot of 
actually, what I see is a growing of replacement theology, even in evangelical churches, which is I believe is unfortunate, and um, and um, that God is through with Israel. Listen, we as Christians cannot ignore the fact that Israel is back in the land, and many of the end time prophecies uh, deal with Israel being back in the land. Uh, God fulfilling his promises that he said in the Old Testament over and over again, and that uh, that uh, they are going to come to pass every dot and tittle of it. So um, I don't hold to it. Um, I disagree with those with the replacement theology. So um, anyway, hopefully that helps. Thanks for calling in. And I do want to go to Desiree in Thornton. Desiree? Hi. How are you? I'm doing good, Pastor. How are you doing? I'm doing good. What can we do for you today? Well, I was calling about how um, it's kind of sad to see a lot of my friends, and they call themselves people of God, and they're criticizing the president. But the way I look at it, I'm a new believer, I'm a new child of God, and I pray for our president. I pray that the Lord dwells in his heart. I pray for the world. Um, And with the NFL, how all that went down, um, we had a lot of good men that fought for our country. And I thank God that they did fight for our country because we're the land of the free, and we get to praise God anytime we want to. So yeah. I was just asking and, for prayers for the world, prayers for our president. And, right, and I appreciate that. And I think uh, what great insight, you being a young Christian, uh, a new believer, by the way, praise God for that. And, um, you know, as a new believer, we understand that we belong to a holy nation. We belong to a kingdom that's going to last forever. And I figured that with this being such a hot topic uh, this weekend, and it's just blown up all over the news and on social media. A lot of thoughts, a lot of things coming out. How do we react to it as Christians? And I figure it would come up today on today's show. And um, and as we look at it, um, I have my own convictions, and uh, I know that um, that as I see it and hear about it, um, I understand that there's. Uh, you know, freedom of speech. That's one of the freedoms that we have that we enjoy as uh, Americans. Um, we uh, can protest. That's one of the the uh, wonderful things about our nation to be able to do that. And I know that as you listen to some of those players, not all the NFL players t- took a knee or um, you know stayed in the locker room or whatever. But um, and I understand. You know, being a team and um, standing by your teammates. I, I get all that. Here's the thing that bothered me is that the message that it, that it gives um, to particularly those um, who have sa- served our nation, that there's a disrespect and dishonor that is there. I agree. And, and that's what bothered me. That's my conviction. That's my two cents. Maybe that's all it's worth. Um, but just to to see that, because I, I think about um, our, our, you know, people, our history of our nation, I know that we have problems. I These issues need to be talked about. 
they need to be worked on. I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with uh, making a statement, but just the message that was sent in that was disappointing to me. Yes, um, I am I very agree. thankful. I am very thankful for those who have fought for this nation, How and am we I? don't want to. We don't want to forget about that. We don't want to forget those who paid the ultimate sacrifice so we can be free. To me, it just was disrespectful and dishonoring to those who go to my church to have fought in the Korean War, who have fought in the Vietnam War, who have made tours in Afghanistan. I think we have the finest young men and women that, um, that are there protecting our freedoms. Even as a young man, um, Joseph Hayes, that grew up in this church and is serving our nation honorably and bravely, that it just sends a message that uh, of dishonor and disrespect. I, I think about the widow who receives her her husband's coffin that is draped with that flag, yes, and and the so pain sad. and the hurt. See, that's what bothers me. The law enforcement for fourteen years, I officiated a peace officer memorial. Um, that honored the law enforcement and first responders who lost their lives in the line of duty and the hurt and the pain in the families, it bothers me. And, and I know that some of the players are saying that's not what it was about, but it's a message that is given, and it brings hurt. It, it hurts me to see that our nation continues to just be divided. And this is what's our response as Christians. Okay, that's my conviction. And, and it is a strong conviction. And I am going to stand, and I'm going to honor those who have served our nation, those who are presently serving our nation, and remember them, and our first responders and our law enforcement. They need our respect, and yes. they deserve our and, honor. Yeah. And, then, and what they, are we going to do? I mean, if we don't show them okay. our respect, what are we teaching our kids? Well, this is what's going to happen. I think it's going to trickle down to the college level, to the high school level. And um, and I understand they have their convictions. There are those who disagree with me, but that's my conviction. So what's our response? This is the important thing. Not for me to get on a soapbox or you on this program, but what's our response? Number one is just what you said. Uh, I'm going to stand for my country, and um, and but I'm also going to be on my knees to be praying. That's when I'm going to be on my knees. We need to pray for our country. Our country is very divided right now. And pray for our leaders that they can choose words and they can, um, you know, bring this nation together to where we can work on these things. We're not a perfect nation. I'm not saying these are not issues that need to be addressed. I understand. But I also know that we have great freedoms. If, If I'm in trouble here at church, we can call law enforcement and they're here to help. I have, you know, the ability to be able to teach the gospel um, and teach God's word without the persecution. You know, people can go home after church and they can um, criticize me. They can criticize the church, whatever it may be. And that's something they can do. You do that in Iran, you go home or you do that in other parts of the Middle East and you say things negatively about the mullah or the mufti, you're going to go bye-bye. I so know, we have, I know. So we, um, we have Pastor, much to be thankful for. Please say a prayer for the world, yeah. for our president. 
Thank you. And I am. So the other thing is we need to be praying for our nation. The other thing, too, is, you know, in the days of the judges, and you see that they forgot the work of the Lord. When we stop being thankful, it's when we get on a slippery slope. So anyway, um, we as Christians, I think they need to be praying. We need to, um, for me, this Christian is going to support those um, who defend our country and those who serve our nation in that way and uh, be praying for leaders who are commanded to do that. So, Father, I thank you for Desiree and her her question on this is a hot topic. I know there's a lot of thought out there, but right now we pray. We pray for our nation, um, and our nation's divided. And a house divided cannot stand. And so we pray for our leaders. We know that we don't need rebellion. What we need is revival. That's the answer yeah. for our nation for there to be a turning to Jesus Christ for help, for um, us to uh, give the only hope that there is, and that is Jesus Christ and him crucified. Lord, I pray that um, for those um, who are serving our nation, that you be with them. We pray for a nation that is in difficult times right now, um, in every way how we need you that there be a humbling of our leaders, that there be a turning and a recognition of our need for you. And Lord, um, I just pray that um, you would do that work. And um, as Christians, it's time for us to get on our knees and to be praying for our president, for our leaders, um, for our nation in every way. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Pastor. And you have a wonderful week. May you the Lord too, bless you. Yeah. All right. Okay, let's go to Michael. Michael in Denver. Michael, you still there? Okay, we lost Michael. Wanna go to go ahead and go to um uh, somebody who texted in a prayer request. Hello? Are we there? Okay. And uh, somebody needing prayer for their granddaughter and um, just for her safety. And, Lord, you know who this is. We just pray uh, for their granddaughter and for safety and where she's at. We just pray that um, you bring her to that place of safety and, and um, the situation you know. And so um, in a place where perhaps there is harm or whatever, so we just lift her up to you and this one who texted in this message. You know who they are. And uh, we just pray for your working, for your doing, for your protection in every way. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's go to line three. You're on Calvary Live. Hi. Hi there, Pastor. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. But I just wanted to give my comment on... on what the sister was talking about, Donald Trump, and what's going on with the disrespect mm -hmm. of the national anthem and stuff. And where I get a little bit kind of upset about stuff like that is just that uh, I believe the president should be focusing on real issues as far as, like, yeah. all the catastrophes that are going around the world, Puerto Rico, Miami, I mean, he hardly even worries about any stuff like that. And then 
I would never want somebody that represents me as far as an American to talk like how he did as far as like calling those players like, you know, those bad words. I mean, he's the president of the United States. I would never expect somebody like him to talk like that in front of millions of people, you know? Yeah, and, you know, that's that's one of the things, that's one of the issues that people are are dealing with, and that's why we need um, to just be praying. And, you know, this show right now, I, I don't want to turn it into political um, because we are a show that, you know, we want to encourage people in the Scriptures and stuff. Um, but, you know, there is that, it, it affects us as Christians. So I just want to encourage everybody out there, continue to pray and continue to pray for leaders. We're commanded to do that and um, pray for our nation. There's a lot of issues out there. You know, we've had two hurricanes. Um, Puerto Rico's been devastated. We need to continue to pray for them. We need to continue to pray for, you know, um, the whole situation with North Korea. Um, it is just perilous times, and we're told it's going to be perilous times. And uh, so we need to continue to do that. So, um, yeah, it's a hot subject. I understand that. You, you know, we, we got our convictions and stuff. But um, let's keep our our eyes on the Lord. Let's keep our um, focus on him. And uh, let's be praying for our nation um, as we do. So appreciate your comments on that. We do have open lines, 303-690-3000, as we're getting ready to finish the show and um you know all these things are way heavy on our hearts and stuff and and uh and I get that and I understand that um I just want to, another prayer request has come in on uh the um text message please pray for uh a best friend an ex one who has side effects from doing drugs when he was a teen and um there are side effects that happen um as a result of um drugs that uh, people go through. So, Father, we know who this person is. We know um, you know exactly what they're experiencing. And uh, even though there isn't a name given here, and uh, Lord, you know. You, you know everything. And so we pray that you would help this individual with side effects, um, with their mind, with their body, uh, their emotions. I pray that you bring healing, that you bring strength to them. And uh, Lord, just do that work in them in every way. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. I do want to, because we have been so busy with calls and everything, um, I do want to invite you out as we are in the books of the prophets, uh, starting Isaiah. Incredible study here uh, on Wednesday nights at Calvary Chapel. Um, And uh, come see us as we go through the prophecies. And would love to be able to have you come and and be a part of that study in the book of Isaiah at 7 o'clock. And then Luke uh, at 8, 9.30, and 11 o'clock on Sunday mornings, CalvaryChapelGreeley.com. Check us out on our website uh, for more information and location. But before we leave today, we have Mike in Westminster. Mike? You with us, Mike? You hear me? And yeah. Now I'm there. You're, you're on Calvary Live, Mike. Hey, uh... I, I would hope to, you know, offer um, another side to what you were talking about, that uh, uh, the uh, replacement theology. Okay, you're breaking um, up, but 
Well, let's let's give it a try, and we only got a few minutes too. So, right, very good. Thank you. I think I think Pastor, the replacement theology is a shell game. I think it's I think it's a uh, diversion. I I think it's a uh, a confused a confusing ploy to 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 keep the children of God from the truth. And, and I and I quite frankly don't understand it. Scripture says that uh, to be blessed, we have to have the name of the Father upon us. Scripture says to to be blessed, uh, we we need to be under the name Israel, which is the name of our heavenly Father. Jesus came in the name of His heavenly Father, the name of Israel. Jesus came only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Jesus did not come in His own name. Yet the Christians are holding Him up as though He did. And the Christians okay, are raising hey, a. Hey, Mike, I, I don't know what, partly what you're talking about and, um, and what you're trying to get across. Um, Jesus didn't just come for Israel. Um, he did say it came to the lost house of Israel, but he came for all of us. He, he died for mankind. And I want to make sure that we understand that, that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And um, that um, it's at the name of Jesus, you know, Philippians chapter 2, because I've heard this, um, that, you know, the, the emphasis of uh, the name of the Father, and uh, and we shouldn't be speaking of the name of the Son or whatever the, the theology is on that. But I want to say this, therefore God has highly exalted him and given him, that is Jesus, the name which is above every name, that the name of Jesus every knee should bow and those in heaven and those on earth and those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the God, to the glory uh, of God the Father. So he is our salvation. There's no other name under heaven which a man must be saved, Acts chapter 4. It's the name of Jesus. And uh, his name is exalted above every other name. So, you know, we, we have uh, one God in three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And um, I am not uh, um, ashamed to uh, say the name of Jesus, uh, to pray in the name of Jesus, and to point to Jesus as our salvation. And um, so um, all of that. So um, anyway, we got a few minutes left. Let's go to Marion in Arvada. Hi, Marion. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> I'm listening to your show on my way home from work. I pulled over to the side here so I could talk to you for a second. Yeah, we got a few minutes. I'm just calling to make a comment. I listen to your show on occasion. I'm listening to it now on my way home. And mm-hmm. um, just with everything going on in the world today with uh, being the last days and all, I feel that we are. Um, I just see I Satan too. working really hard to cause a lot of hate in our world. Yes. Um, with the NFL thing, with the president, with the different ideas of politics and religion, and even right. with the hurricanes and everything, you see a lot of a lot of anger and a lot of anxiety and a lot of hate. And I, I just don't want myself or my family or other brothers and sisters to get caught up in the diverse ways of thinking and right. getting their hearts full of caught up in the 
the it other can, side it of can, it. You know, it the, can really, the Satan yeah, side of it. It, it causes a lot it, of. Yeah, and you know that's you know, Marion, that's exactly true. And one of the things is, uh, I think a good verse to end the show on um, is what you're kind of talking about is uh, in Ephesians chapter six, uh, where Paul says that our our battle isn't against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. And the enemy is going to do everything that he can to bring division in families and churches uh, in our nation. And that's why it's important, as I said, that we need to pray as a nation. We need to be praying for our leaders. We need to be praying, um, you know, uh, in every way. And we need to stay focused on the love of Jesus Christ and keep our eyes on him. And um, and so um, I appreciate that. Are you still with me, Marion? You still there? Yes. Hello, Marion. You still there? So anyway, I, uh, I don't know if you heard what I said. I um, did, but, and I agree yeah, 100%. Yeah, we need, to, we need to be praying. This is a time for Christians really to be praying and, and uh, to be together. seeking the Lord. And pulling together and being firm with the gospel of Jesus Christ because that is our hope, right? Okay, Absolutely. Let's pray. Don't get caught and, up in the hate. Yeah. Father, we just asked that, that, again, that we as Christians, those who are listening, we all got our opinions, we all got you know, our take on things, but the bottom line is to continue to pray for our nation, to continue to give the love of Jesus Christ, to focus on you, Lord, um, to be looking for the return of the Lord. And Lord, so we just commit all this to you um, to give that message of Jesus Christ is our hope. And love. In Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for calling in. Everybody have a great rest of the day. Thank you for listening to Calvary Live. Be sure to tell a friend about Grace FM.